I am Andrea Butcher, and this is Being at Work. Being a leader is hard. So on this show, I set out to talk with experienced leaders to learn from their pivotal moments, how they led through the challenges we can all relate to but are often unheard. Today's guest is driving positive change in a lot of ways. While he hesitates to use the word disruptor to describe himself, I think it's fitting as he's doing things differently, and that is refreshing. Josh Driver is the co-founder of Selflessly, a virtual foundation platform designed to create, manage, and report on a company's social impact and corporate social responsibility, or CSR, program. Selflessly is proud to be Indiana's first dual certified B Corp, which Josh will talk about today, and Domestic Benefit Corporation, and the winner of the 2018 Startout Demo Day. Josh currently serves on the Indianapolis Equal Opportunity Advisory Board and is the chairperson of the XBE Contract Compliance Committee. Currently, he's helping demonstrate the power of social entrepreneurship and increasing the momentum for more diversity in leadership. In 2017, he had the honor of receiving the Mira Community Champion of the Year Award for his work in creating the Open for Service campaign. It's clear that Josh is leveling up what corporate social responsibility looks like in organization and is leading with an open, growth-oriented attitude. Check it out. Social responsibility is essentially the beneficial ways that companies can provide resources back to their communities or to the causes they care about. So uh, this started several years ago. It was mainly centered around philanthropy, uh, so financial contributions and and partnerships, but has grown over time to include uh, stakeholder engagement and looking at uh, the different populations that could be better served by a company allocating funds towards sustainability, environmental issues, or even something as simple as responding to a social issue that they care about. So it's it's rapidly evolving and changing with, with the way things go in the world. And uh, it's almost a, a pillar now that all companies need to start doing, whereas I think before it sometimes used to be just a PR uh, mechanism. So it's exciting to see how this has evolved even in the last 18 months. And don't you think that employee perspective and expectations are driving a lot of that? Because we all want to be a part of something bigger. We all want the organization that we serve to have purpose and meaning that beyond just making money. Absolutely. And I think that um, normal business processes, uh, things that all companies go through, you know, we're all trying to market, we're all trying to recruit the best talent, retain uh, our employees, uh, give those benefits that may have been fringe, but now are becoming more important to get people ingrained into our brand. And there's a lot of times where corporate social responsibility can be very positive. The, the positive wellness effects of it the engagement with the employees in a positive way. And a lot of employees now, especially the newer generations getting into the workplace, this is like, they have to have this. Otherwise, they're not going to stay. And there's a bunch of studies out there that have shown this, in, um, which I think is exciting because I, I do think that businesses have that responsibility to be a contributor back to the community. And we've really shifted from this being a profit loss strategy to actually a profit positive strategy. So that's good. 
Yeah, it's exciting. Well, and you, so this is work that you've been passionate about for a long time. And I know you have a pivotal moment in your career that really led you to what you're doing today. So tell us about that. So a couple of years ago, I started my own nonprofit. I've been in tech for 12 years now, my goodness, and uh, all focused on the nonprofit sector. Uh, Then I took some time and went corporate and worked in the public sector. And uh, one of my roles was to start developing a corporate social responsibility plan for this company. And while at the same time starting my own nonprofit. And I found that as I was talking to companies about partnerships for my organization, that there is a huge momentum for companies of all sizes to be able to get involved in how they can play a beneficial part to society. Uh, where the problem was is that it's expensive, it takes a lot of time, and it's not a, a checkbox um, initiative anymore. You don't just have it. <laughs> it's actually like a, a plan that has to develop over time. And a lot of companies just don't have the resources to be able to do that. And, uh, and it, it's hard to watch the energy and excitement around doing good and not being able to offer a channel for that energy to be deployed. And so I was reading a study in the Chronicle of Philanthropy, and there was a statistic where it's estimated that about $10 billion, with a B, $10 billion in resources. So whether that's earmarked, matching donations, uh, skilled volunteer hours, or products and services that are available for free to communities and charities go undistributed each year. So companies have $10 billion in resources that are just sitting there and are unused. And uh, as someone who started a nonprofit, who serves on boards, uh, we could do quite a few things with that kind of capital. (laughs) And so that was really like the driver for me to invest my time into figuring out a way to get that $10 billion out into the communities and how, how can we make that change? Uh, because that, that's a number that really needs to <laughs> go down. We need to get that 10 billion out. Right. So you, so you saw a clear opportunity and I, I love that how you phrase that you saw all of these good things happening, but there was no channel for them to be deployed. So how, how did that come to be? How did that play out then? I started talking to, to companies of all shapes and sizes. Like, what are you doing? What are you not doing? What do you wish you could do? Um, and we were finding that, uh, that we hear a lot of, of the work that large publicly traded Fortune 50 companies are doing where, the, you know, they're building hospitals. They're doing all these big, huge uh, media heavy things. And that's great. And that's awesome. But what's the two-person quilting store going to do? What's the 250-person tech company going to do? And if you look at the numbers between utilization and revenue and like employee utilization of their volunteer benefits, more often than not, the smaller companies are actually doing more philanthropy with the smaller resources than what the larger companies are. So it's, it's kind of, it's unfortunate because those companies are making the decision when they're not uh, you know, a publicly traded huge company, they're still allocating a decent amount of revenue. Uh, they're still going out and volunteering and they're making that a priority. And so how do we level that up and kind of equalize some of that work? And so we found that the problem uh, wasn't that there wasn't energy there or passion to do it. It was that there wasn't a platform out there that centralized 
some of the major components of the philanthropy aspect, and then also gave them resources to implement. And so our system allows, uh, we wanted to create a workplace giving program uh, where employees can donate and pipe in volunteer opportunities locally that employees in the company could uh, create group activities and go volunteer as a team or individually, and then also manage whatever products and services that they have that they could offer back out, whether that's skilled volunteers, hackathons, free kombucha. It's really the, those were the three things that we found that companies just didn't have the resources to, to put together internally and manage. A lot of times this falls on HR. And HR has a lot of other things they need to be focused on. And so how can we build like a self-managing platform that takes the stress out of the HR team and really kind of drives the employee engagement side? We surveyed our first three companies. We surveyed their employees about what causes they cared about. Every employee had a different cause that they cared about if they named an organization. And so if you're a 250-person company, that's 250 organizations that your employees want to be able to impact, which is a logistical nightmare for HR or whomever has started that volunteer committee. So by giving access to employees and empowering them to make impact within the company at causes they care about, that's really like the right mix to create that authentic change. So that's what we built. And that's what we've designed is to really start making that uh, social impact and philanthropic difference and let the employees drive it instead of um, a top-down kind of enforced <laughs> or uh, strategic philanthropy, so to speak. Yeah, that's so good. Well, and it sounds like it just provides more visibility to philanthropy opportunities and simplifies the process. As you said, a lot of times the people that are leading these initiatives have a lot going on. So it provides opportunities in a more in a simpler way. Exactly. And the metrics that we produce are becoming very competitive in between companies. And so if if there are people that may not necessarily look at philanthropy as something that their company can achieve. How can we create the right mix of ways that they can give back without bankrupting them or taking too many employees off the front lines? And so having a mix of different ways that a company can engage in our system helps companies think through those strategies is really what's needed right now. So it's customized approach really based on the organization's needs. Yeah, absolutely. They have access to any of the initiatives, but it's not a one-size-fits-all. And so they can pick and choose or scale up or scale back as appropriate. Well, that's really helpful context. Thanks for talking about how, you're, how you are leveling up what CSR looks like with the platform that you provide. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about your leadership in that. So you, you saw a gap you have built an organization to fill that gap and provide greater visibility and simplifying the process around philanthropic opportunities. What about you personally, Josh, through that? Is there a, a big lesson learned or an aha that jumps out to you from a leadership perspective as you reflect on the journey so far? I think about, and this has been very true in all the things I get myself involved into, Denver Hutt, who is one of the, uh, the leaders that started uh, and managed Speakeasy, uh, the co-working space, uh, one of her quotes was like, if not 
now, when? And that was something that always stuck with me. And then also, if not me, then who? <laughs> and um, a lot of the things that I've gotten involved in is because I, I don't do well with just being like the armchair like quarterback and allowing just uh, the shrugging of the shoulders and saying it is what it is, is not, not really my, um, not the way I operate. And um, I would say to some extent, especially in, in the corporate social responsibility space, some of this is, is, is cathartic to me. Like I got to make this change because I need to see this in the world. <laughs> I need to, I need to have some silver linings and good news, but sitting around and, and trying to, to just complain about the way things are is just, is not, is not productive. And so what do we need to do? How do we drive that change? We've got to start somewhere. And so that drives a lot of, of where I go. It's uh, being presented with problems and then coming up with the solutions to fix those problems are important. And it's much more passionate to me when it's something that benefits somebody or a community that's underserved, underprivileged, and can use the support of somebody with that privilege or access that maybe others don't. Yeah. So you had a clear why in this situation that really drove the action. You saw the potential impact that it could have and you saw the gap. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that it's easy to look at, especially in this space, that the opportunities for like us as a for-profit company are profit, but we also have to be demonstrating this as well. And so we take the hard road more often because it's the right thing to do. And uh, I'm proud of that. It probably makes it a little more stressful at times, but we, we can say that we've done business right. We've been transparent and we're also demonstrating really that it's, it's feasible for a company of any stage to be able to, to make, even if it's incremental, some change in the community. And so that's a huge responsibility for us or a priority, I guess. So give me an example of that, taking the hard road because it's the right thing to do. What's that look like? So out of the gate, when um, I first started the company, we became a certified B Corp. So uh, for those who may not be familiar with B Corps, Indiana is one of 36 states that offer a benefit corporation as a state filing. So we're taxed like a C Corp, but we also produce an annual benefit report. So uh, we've gone the extra mile to give our normal business, you know, growth information. But at the same time, here's what we've done within Indianapolis or Indiana or uh, with these organizations to support them as a benefit. And then we were this, the youngest company to get certified as a B Corporation, which is a third party organization that kind of like ISO certifications, uh, they go through, they, they go through your business, they audit, you know, your processes, what you're doing. And then if you get enough points then you can become a certified B Corp and it can be expensive. Some of the processes that you have to implement are time consuming, but uh, a lot of the, the KPIs and things that the B Corp certifies on are things that I would like to have in my company anyways believe in diversity and inclusion, having a diversity inclusion policy, having a dog-friendly office, and uh, we're a carbon neutral office. Uh, so a lot of the things that, that I would want to do, whether we were a corporate social responsibility platform or something else, um, it really kind of inspired me. And so this is a huge deal on the coasts, but not a lot of Midwestern companies are familiar or have made this certification a priority. 
And so like big certified B Corps, Patagonia, Tom's, Dannon, Kickstarter, um, there's some big ones out there and that have made some big differences. But I like that we're, you know, a small little startup and we're able to get certified. So it kind of drives a lot of what we do. It was a hard road for for our growth, but we're we can look at ourselves in the mirror and I'm proud of that. What did you learn most about yourself through that process? I'm stubborn. <laughs> for one. <laughs> I would say I learned that we got a lot of feedback initially when we were going out for investment. Um, a lot of people didn't understand the B Corp component and where profit comes into that. Um, and so that was a barrier to us raising money. Also, as we were getting into this space, here I am, some tech guy, inserting myself into the charitable community space as a, as a for-profit company. And so we found this big disconnect here and we really started to wake people up as to what was going on and why there was this disconnect. And so when we started getting the stay in your lane emails, <laughs> um, that was when I knew we were doing something right because, uh, <laughs> because that was, I would say if you survey a lot of people that are doing philanthropic things, uh, there is some pushback like this needs to be updated or it seems like things are a little too easy. Somebody needs to kind of be stubborn enough to take the negative feedback <laughs> and to stay in your lanes and use that as energy to go out and really, I hate to use the word disrupt, but really start lighting a fire under an important issue. Well, because it's, it's different. So, of course, it's going to be uncomfortable for some people. So how, how would you respond to those e stay-in-your-lane negative emails? Actually, I can, I can say every time we say, well, we appreciate the feedback. We have advisory opportunities. We'd love to partner with you. We'd love to sit down and have a deeper conversation about how we can assist you with what you're currently doing. And uh, right, people's perspectives to that is reality. And so if we had any negative feedback, I really wanted to understand where that was coming from, the hyper empath in me. And uh, in some cases, that's been beneficial for us because we found partnership opportunities with organizations uh, to work together on a problem and learn from each other and how we can coexist. And uh, I like that. And we don't want to make everybody mad or, or put people in bad positions. And so it's so easy when you hear something negative to be like, well, never mind, I'm out. <laughs> but to me, it's like, let me understand why. And as an only child, it's very difficult for me to understand why anyone would think differently of me uh, than I do. So, <laughs> so uh, that's, I hope, a joke. Um, but um, uh, like, what, what is the perspective? What can we be doing better? How can we better, uh, better serve this person that feels maybe threatened by what we're doing? And so that's been honestly the best feedback that we've gotten. Well, and I imagine because of that open stance, the education that came along with that from both parties, right? You, you learned and no doubt they, they learned as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, we've saved so much cash by listening to them. In some cases, I mean, we haven't always said you're right. <laughs> We're not going to do that. But it's helped, it's helped keep us focused on where we needed to be and kept us connected to the mission of Selflessly and uh, kind of opened the door for that back and forth versus we're a tech company. We're, we know what we're doing, either get on board or get out of our way, which we see sometimes companies that, you know, grow really quickly. They tend to take that, that mentality 
um, I don't have the ego for that. Uh, and so I, I would prefer to be moving forward slowly, authentically and doing the right thing versus bull in a China shop. Well, and the name of the company definitely represents that humility selflessly. How did that come to be? <laughs> so I, uh, after winning the Miro Award, I uh, spent some time working with the, with the city and was starting to think about this company back in, 20, in 2015. And um, I had an opportunity to talk with Mayor Hogsett and, and he had asked if I was ever going to get back into startups again. And I said, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of had this weird idea and I don't know if I could do it, but I'd like to really like get volunteers motivated to be out like throughout the year instead of like one time a year. And so he's like, perfect. Sign us up. We'll be your first customer let's launch this in September. This was in 2017. And uh, this was at the end of July. He wanted a volunteer management platform for the beginning of September. And I was also uh, getting married at the same time. <laughs> and so I had, pushed, I had pushed back and said, this doesn't seem like, uh, you know how software works, Joe, like this is like, that's not enough time. And then I noticed he had a flip phone and I realized that, <laughs> all right, I'm not going to be able to, uh, <laughs> to be able to, to, to spin this one. So, um, so, uh, we, I went to work and, and spent a, a long weekend and built out our initial platform and got a few partners, uh, together and, and we launched it. And I really came, I came up with selflessly actually when I was on my bachelor trip with some of my close friends, we were up in, in Michigan and, uh, we didn't do the customary bachelor trip we actually went to detox and and take a break <laughs> and so i sat up at the beach and i was like selflessly that's what it needs to be and the the domain was there and so that was that was it and did the logo in the back of a jeep wrangler on the way back from michigan uh, <laughs> and that's that's how it started <laughs> yeah that's great well it so represents your heart for for certain josh thanks everything you said like wrapped up in that name well done <laughs> well, you have, you've provided such great insight on you've got this new thing that you're leading and the strong why behind that. And then the, the couple of specific leadership lessons I'm taking away from your story are the if not now, when, if not me, who, what a great driving force those questions provide. And then the example of taking the hard road because it's the right thing to do, the impact of that and the education along the way and the openness to all the feedback along the way, it's been an important part of your journey. I think, I think that sounds right. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's very much, it's, it's very much what we do and, and uh, it, it isn't easy, but I, I love the challenge of it. Yeah, well, and you're up for it. As long as there's coffee, we'll 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 make it work. <laughs> you got it. If our listeners want to connect with you and learn more about Selflessly, what's the best way to do that? Uh, selflessly.io or selfless.ly is our URL. Our company like social media handles are Give Selflessly, and uh, my personal ones are Josh Driver Show. <laughs> um, and uh, you can get a hold of me through there, or hello at selfless.ly is uh, our email address. And I do allocate time to speak to entrepreneurs and people about this weekly, which is uh, I recommend to anybody who's starting a company. It's good to take an hour a week to hear about somebody else's 
service product company, whatever, and get you out of your own sphere for a moment. And so I'm happy to, you know, sit down just virtual coffee meetings or whatever, and just chat um, if anybody needs someone to talk to. That's so great. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate you and the work that you're doing. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story.